Feanor and the Silmarils. Apart from The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings, the other most well-known work by Tolkien is The Silmarillion, an extensive history of Arda and the events that occurred throughout the ages. Making up the bulk of the text, as well as lending to its title, is the fate of the three gems known as the Silmarils. While this short video won't go over their entire history, I will showcase their importance to events during the First Age, as well as their creator, Feanor. Feanor was born during the Years of the Trees in Valinor, the eldest son of the king of the Noldor Elves. When he was born, he drew so much energy from his mother that she grew weary of living, and died shortly after. Feanor's father, Finwë, remarried and had four more children. Feanor began to show his skills at a young age, developing a keen ability for craftsmanship, linguistics, and lore. Notably, he created the Palantiri, also known as Scene Stones, that were used by various figures throughout history, as well as creating the most commonly used script for languages. Gandalf, much later on, commented that the creation of the Palantiri is beyond both Saruman and Sauron. After accomplishing these feats, Feanor moved on to the study of gems. During this time, Feanor wed and had seven children, all sons. Also during this time, Melkor had been pardoned of his crimes and was residing in Valinor. Seeking to corrupt the elves as part of his vengeance, he began spreading lies and mistrust amongst them, particularly to Feanor. Finally, Feanor accomplished his greatest task, harnessing some of the light of the two trees of Amon into three magnificent gems, known as the Silmarils. Feanor prized the jewels above all else, and the Valar blessed them so that they would burn any mortal or evil hands that touched them. No one, including Feanor himself, could ever recreate them, as part of Feanor's essence went into their creation, and even the Valar considered them invaluable. At first, Feanor publicly displayed the gems with pride, but as time went on he became increasingly suspicious that the Valar and other elves coveted them. Melkor greatly desired the Silmarils as well, and used Feanor's distrust against him. He began to convince Feanor that not only was his half-brother Fingolfin planning to kill him and replace him as Finway's heir, but was also planning to take the Silmarils for himself. Feanor's pride and temperament got the better of him amidst these lies, and him and the rest of the Noldor elves began crafting weapons, which no other elves possessed at the time. Things came to a head when Feanor finally threatened Fingolfin's life. The Valar heard of the threat, and exiled Feanor to northern Valinor. His father, showing support for his eldest son, also went with him, as well as a large number of the Noldor elves. In the absence of both Finway and Feanor, Fingolfin ended up ruling as king over the remaining Noldor elves, making some of Melkor's lies become truth. The Valar quickly realized that Melkor was behind the recent events, but he fled before they could capture him. Two years later, Melkor returned unexpectedly and went to Feanor. Feanor at first gave some credence to Melkor's words, as it turned out he was right about Fingolfin becoming king, but Melkor pushed too hard in his greed for the Silmarils, and Feanor shut the gate on him. A few years later, in an effort to reconcile things, the Valar invited Feanor back to Valinor to make peace with his half-brother. Things became more peaceful between Feanor and Fingolfin, as well as the Noldor elves and the Valar. Unfortunately, right after this, Melkor returned to Valinor with Ungoliant, and the two destroyed the two trees, draining them of all their light. The Valar asked Feanor to give up the Silmarils in order to restore the trees, but Feanor refused, saying that he would never give them up of his own free will, and if they tried to take them, 
they would be no better than Melkor. It was then that word arrived saying Melkor had attacked Feanor's fortress up north, where his father had been, as well as the Silmarils. Finwë had become the first to be slain in Valinor, and the Silmarils had been stolen from the vault, with Melkor fleeing across the northern icy wastes to Middle-earth. Feanor was furious, naming Melkor Morgoth, or Black Enemy, and claiming kingship over all the Noldor elves. He then gave a speech to rally the elves against Morgoth, but also, because of Morgoth's influence, blamed the events on the Valar. He convinced most of his people to follow him to Middle-earth to fight Morgoth, because the Valar would not do so. More so, he declared the Oath of Feanor, calling Eru Iluvatar as a witness to it. The oath stated that Feanor and his seven sons must reclaim the Silmarils by any means necessary, fighting anyone who stands in their way, whether Elf, Man, Maya, or Vala. Seeking a way to Middle-earth, Feanor went to the seafaring elves living on the shores and demanded the use of their ships. When the elves refused, a battle broke out, which was clearly in favor of the Noldor and their superior weapons. In the end, there weren't enough ships to carry all of Feanor's men, so Feanor and his sons led the first group. Upon arriving on the opposite shore, Feanor decided to burn the ships, leaving Fingolfin and his men behind. Fingolfin saw the flames, and they decided if they were to reach Middle-earth, they must go across the icy waste to the north. They did so, suffering heavy losses along the way, which only strengthened the animosity the group had for Feanor and his sons. When Morgoth heard of Feanor's arrival, he sent his forces to ambush them in a battle that Feanor and his men managed to win. In a great rage, Feanor pressed on towards Morgoth's fortress, coming within sight of it before being attacked by a group of Balrogs. Feanor fought mightily, and his men eventually arrived to drive the Balrogs off, but Feanor's wounds were fatal. As he died, his body was reduced to ashes, and no death like his was ever seen or heard again. Feanor's sons ended up staying in Middle-earth and allied with other elves against Morgoth. As for the Silmarils, Morgoth had them set into his iron crown, for they burnt his hands to hold them. The War of the Jewels began, as the elves battled Morgoth's forces in an attempt to destroy Morgoth. Five great battles ensued, but the sons of Feanor were unsuccessful in reclaiming the Silmarils. The king of the Grey Elves at the time, Thingol, had heard of the Silmarils and wished to dispose of a man who was in love with his daughter. He sent the man to retrieve the Silmaril, assuming it's an impossible task. The man succeeded, returning the Silmaril to Thingol. These events will be discussed further in the Baron and Luthien video. Instead of giving the Silmaril to the sons of Feanor, Thingol had it placed inside of a pendant by a group of dwarves, who ended up killing Thingol and stealing the Silmaril. The Silmaril ended up back in the hands of Baron, who gave it to Luthien, who wore it until her death. Afterwards, it went into the hands of their son, who was Thingol's heir. Finally, news of this came to the sons of Feanor, and because of the oath they had sworn, they attacked the Elven Kingdom. The Silmaril managed to slip out of the sons of Feanor's hands, and went for years without trouble. It ended up in the possession of Yarendil, the half-elf. Yarendil's people considered it a great blessing on their houses and ships, and a rightful prize of Baron and Luthien. The sons of Feanor heard news of this, and once again attacked their brethren disastrously, and once again the Silmaril escaped. Yarendil used the Silmaril to guide his way across the shadowy seas to Valinor, becoming the first mortal to do so. 
Yarondale would go on to use the Silmaril to help win the War of Wrath against Morgoth, and the Silmaril attached to his flying ship would forever appear to be a shining star in the night sky. After the War of Wrath, the other two Silmarils were taken from Morgoth, and were subsequently stolen by Feanor's last two surviving sons. Because of their evil deeds, however, the Silmarils burnt their skin, and they were tormented by the jewels. One of the sons cast himself and a Silmaril into a fiery chasm in despair, and the other threw his into the ocean, thus fulfilling a prophecy by Mandos stating that the fates of Arda, Earth, Sea, and Air are locked with the Silmarils. Once again, according to the prophecy of the final battle according to Mandos, Feanor will return and recover the three Silmarils, which he will then offer up to the Valar to rekindle the two trees. Feanor is another very interesting character within Tolkien's works, an intelligent, successful, and well-liked elf who created some of the most impressive things in the history of Middle-earth, but was brought to ruination through his own greed and temperament. While of course Morgoth played a key role throughout this entire story, it is important to remember that not everything can be blamed on him. As for the Silmarils, in a lot of ways they are there to symbolize greed and power, much like the Arkenstone in The Hobbit and the One Ring in Lord of the Rings. Very little good ended up coming about because of their creation, and instead wars were started, kingdoms destroyed, and people were slain. It's highly unlikely that Feanor intended for any of this when he created the Silmarils, but as often stated, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. <laughs>